happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. Brothers. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the I Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and as usual, I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill? You are a professional. Please turn your mic on. What's good? What's good? Everybody good? Yes, sir, man. Hey, listen, this is the start of season four. We're hitting y'all with a little quick bonus before we go live. Well, not live, but before we go to YouTube starting next week and chill will started off the season right without cutting his mic on yes sir but y'all already know man great week of basketball man in the ncaa tournament also aau season kicking off man and chill we couldn't lead the people i know last week on the podcast we were like you know we're gonna be off next week get prepared for season four coming up to follow but we couldn't stay away too much went on for us to not jump on these microphones and give the people and our listeners everything they always want every Monday at noon right here on the Eyeball Podcast. Yes, sir, man. The, the people want to hear what we got to say. They want to talk, and we want to talk. That, exactly. Like, I, I didn't want to stay off. Like, I don't even know why I said that. Like, I, I, I get my logic behind it, but we were like, hold up, man. We ain't staying off of nothing. Too much basketball. Too on. much basketball. With the NCAA tournament, man, the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 happening this weekend. Uh, and now... We're down to the final four. Yes, sir. And B, it's something I want to say about the final four. And I want everybody to think about this. And I want y'all to put this in your head. I haven't even talked to you about this yet. This is actually not even on our rundown of our show notes that we're talking about tonight. But I got to say this. You know how all season long and forever we have been talking, especially in season three, last season, we talked a lot about the transfer portal and uh, teams being older and Coaches only looking for those older guys, not really recruiting high school guys, and how these mid-majors are are getting better because they're older and they got older guys who played at other schools and them transferring in, blase, blase, blah, on and on and on, right? Right. Look at the final four. I'm looking at it. We talked all that talk, and at the end of the day, who is there? And what do the Blue Bloods do that we said that the Blue Bloods will always do? Recruit. They're going to recruit high school guys. They're going to get the top 100. Yeah. They're going to get that next 50 to 75. Yeah. We talked about the 150 to 175 that are always going to be recruited every single year by colleges. And it makes sense, man. I, 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 I kind of understand what everybody's talking about right now, trying to be older, trying to compete, trying to win their conference championships. But, man, listen, at the end of the day, you can't not recruit good high school basketball players. You cannot because, not Because, it. listen – Youth movement is always going to be good. Always. You're going to have guys that just really get to that level and understand, man, I can show everybody I can play at this level. And a lot of a lot of the young guys are going to show you their pros. The, the, the thing that I'm looking at when you start looking at college basketball, you got a guy five, six years playing college ball, that means that kid is not a pro. He's a very good college basketball player, but he's not a pro. Talk to me now. So, you know, we're talking about recruiting professional basketball players and, you know, college player, college coaches just want to get old and win games. And, you know, we project to the next level. When we do what we do here on the Eyeball Podcast and, and, and with Eyeball LLC, when we evaluate talent, we're evaluating talent towards the next level. So, we, we, yeah, we're talking about what you're doing right now today, but we're also projecting you down the road. And what's the one thing about the transfer portal that people fail to realize is what you just said, Chill. It is – those players are players that di- could have didn't cut it at the last spot or was unable to get on the floor at the last spot or 
They're just not that good. They're just not that good. They're just not that good. That's why they keep bouncing and floating across all these schools. You got guys been to three or four different colleges. Three and four different colleges in, in four years. Like, they go to a different school every single year. So that's going to help a coach win some basketball games, win a conference tournament, mm-hmm. get to the get to the tournament. Right. But that doesn't mean they're going to win national championships. Nope. And that doesn't mean that kid's going to go to the next level. Not at all. Because you see it. Like, the final four is set, and it is Kentucky. I mean, excuse me. It is Duke. North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. Now, now Kansas, Kansas got an old point guard. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. He he's a transfer, yeah, and like I yeah. say, we're not saying that those schools haven't adopted that method because they right, are right. They right. are adopted, but, but, but there's they're mainly full of high school, high school. Kids. Pablo Banchero, yeah. high school kid. Yeah. He's the best player on Duke's team. Yeah. Uh, Griffin, best player in the tournament right now. Best player in the tournament right now. So we can go on and on throughout the teams and show you where there are examples of young guys really like Caleb Love at North Carolina. He's a sophomore, a true sophomore. Yeah, you still need to recruit high school you guys. You still got to recruit high school guys. And I, I said it before and I said it again and I've changed up and I went back and forth because, you know, I play devil's advocate on my own points. I don't contradict myself. I just play devil's advocate because I see all sides of every story. Right. So I understand that, yeah, it's a college coach that's telling me, hey, one day it's going to go back to recruiting high school guys yeah. because we're going to look to build. And then it's other high school, other college coaches that have told me we're only recruiting the transfer portal. Right. We're, we have one scholarship for high school guys every year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of conflicting thoughts and ways to go about it. But you see the Blue Bloods and the Top Dogs, Power Five, are always still going to rule college basketball. Yes, sir. It's going to happen, man. But one thing, it's competitive. It's always it's competitive. It's a very competitive market out there for young guys, for transport porter guys, yep. for everybody. Everybody. It's a competitive market that you have to be up on and you have to do your due diligence because yes. they're not coming to see you yeah. play. Your people have to make sure that they're calling coaches and, listen, knocking their door down. Right. Sending out films. Sending right. out information. Listen, don't take no. Don't, listen, don't take a no. Constant phone calls. Right. Constant phone calls, like daily, weekly, three, four, five times a week to that coach. If that list, make that coach call you. You call that, but your team, and that's what you just said, B. It's very, and it's crazy. We got to say this about high school kids. You better have a team, man. You got to. You better have a co-signer. Got to. You better have somebody out there singing your praises because if not, you'll get overlooked. Yeah, because the next guy singing the praises for his guy. Exactly. So, exactly. So somebody's got to be out there politicking for you. You better believe if if you don't have a team, somebody else does, and that person with the team will get that scholarship before you, exactly. even if you're a better player. Exactly. Because guess why? You've been looked over. Exactly. There's no. You need people to say your name when you're not in the room. Yep. That's what it comes down yep. to. That's what it comes down to. But yeah, man, that's our college basketball talk, man. I just had to jump into that. Had like to, I say, I, I I I wasn't planning on it, yeah. but but that needed to be said. That needed to be said, man. All four four blue bloods and Villanova. I think you consider them as a blue blood, yeah, right? Man. Yeah, Jay Wright been doing his thing, man. That yeah, but Villanova got a championship from the eighties. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah. So you can consider them a blue blood. You know hey, what that, I mean? Yeah, that 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 was a wild one. Then they said a, everybody was snorting cocaine at well, that time. Yeah, you know they were. They were. They beat George. That's probably why the um, yeah. boy from Georgetown dribbled down the court and passed. I'm going to keep on moving But uh, yeah man We're going to jump right into this episode Man this bonus episode The first bonus episode Of season 4 of the Eyeball Podcast Man be on the lookout Remember go subscribe to the Eyeball Podcast Wherever you get your podcast Little I-B-A-L-L Podcast Also go to YouTube And subscribe to the Eyeball Radio YouTube page Because why? Starting next Sunday We will be on YouTube With the podcast The first ever podcast episode That will be 
on YouTube. You'll be able, still be able to find it wherever you get your podcast. So don't worry. You'll be able to listen while you're riding in your car. But when you get home and you want to finish the episode, if you weren't in your car hour, you'll be able to go in and finish it looking at our pretty faces. We'll appreciate that. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, jumping right into it, man. AAU season has kicked off, man. Y'all know we talk high school basketball here on the Eyeball Podcast right here in the state of Alabama. So it's going to be geared a lot around that. And what season is it now that high school season has ended? It is the AAU season. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And it has kicked off. I mean, officially kicked off this past weekend with a bunch of tournaments, man. The high school guys getting out and starting playing this past weekend. So we got to see some 17, 16, and 15 you guys get out there and get the swerving on the circuit. So I will say this, B. What's up? Um, we, we touched on this a little bit before, but I got to touch on this for real, for real. Because I uh, – We've mentioned it, okay? Okay. But this week, I I, I got wind of a situation. Mm. Somebody text me, right? Okay. They sent me a text early in the morning. You know what I mean? They, er, y'all know I be up because I'm on the radio every morning at 6 o'clock. So y'all know I'm up early. So so guys feel comfortable hitting me up at 6 and 7 in the morning, which I'm cool with. Continue okay. to. Okay. I appreciate okay. that. Because I'm up, and I need somebody to talk to because there ain't many people up with me at that time. Right. So when somebody hits me up that early in the morning, I read the text message, and it's, and it's saying that, Things in this AAU circuit are crazy. And when I say crazy, we've mentioned this, but we've mentioned it in a different fashion. Remember we've said that we've um, we know a lot of teams, indie teams that go out and they request to play these bigger shoe teams in the tournaments where they're available and they're able to play them. Yep. Those teams are what we call D1 indie teams yes. that are able to go out and willing to play and beat the bigger shoe teams and sponsored teams. Yeah. So with that being said, we were telling the damn truth because this week, guess what happened? Talk to me. Somebody called, and these team, these AAU teams are putting in their request to play what team they want to play. Okay. So they're going to a tournament, and they're requesting the team they want to play, right? So they go say, hey, I want to play this team, this team. Who all you got? All right, I want to play the top dogs. Put me against all the top dogs. So a tournament director hits you back in. is like, you know what? Hey, yo, so-and-so say they don't want to play you. They looking for warm-up games this weekend. They're not sure if they're ready. Mm. So you're telling me a sponsored team, a shoe team, is afraid to pay an indie mm. at any moment during mm. the season? That's crazy. So now you're supposed to have the best of the best. You got the four-star, five-star talent. These indie teams are coming up with one-star, two-star, maybe a three-star that's leading their team, maybe have a four-star play with them one tournament. But all in all, those top guys, that top 100 to 175, those guys basically play on sponsored and shoe teams. Right. That's the that's the that's the logic behind. That's the concept behind. It's not always true because you go to some indie teams. They got big time guys right. like Team Parsons. They had Cairo Quindo and all these type of guys. Right. So you, I can go through thousands of indie teams that have big time players on their squads. However, those are usually for the big squads. They yeah. got all the players. They got all the names. However, you got the names and you got an indie that you're afraid to play. Mm. Mm. So you hitting up telling AAU directors, I don't want to play that independent team. Right. Not I don't want to play that shoe team because I'm a Nike team, they're an Adidas team, and I don't want to want to lose to an Adidas team. Exactly. Just in case it happens. I don't really want to put myself in that in in that situation. However, when you're talking about an indie team, you don't want to play an indie team because you don't want to fathom that you lose to an indie. But you're talking about I want I want warm up. I want to I want warm up games. So you go out and you playing guys on teams where the team has on the uniform. You got one guy who has on yellow shorts and a shirt and a number is drawn on the shirt. Right. 
You just picked him up that morning. He don't even got a uniform. You put told him to put on a white T-shirt, and you laid it down and put a magic marker on it and wrote number 10. Th- those are the teams that you want to play. Those are the, the mom and pop. Yeah, yeah. You want to play mom and pop so you can go out there and beat them by 30. You can put out these mixtapes of your guys dunking all over guys and shooting threes and having fun and looking really, really good. However, you're playing a mom and pop. But there was a team that wanted to play against you, and you told the tournament director, no, we don't want to play that team. We don't want to play that team. We're, we're looking for warm-ups. We're looking for warm-ups. Hey, man. It's it's a trickle-down effect. It is. I think it's a trickle-down effect. And, and, and AAU guys, what, what, what does it mean to get a warm-up? What does that mean? What does in that what practice is about? In that what is this preseason? We got preseason AAU now. When, when you go out on to these tournaments, wherever level you're playing, any time to perform, that's it. But man, that's what I'm telling you, man. Like everybody's got to make sure they're in a position to do what they need to do from program standpoint. Even even the independent teams that you're talking about, the D1 independents, right? Like it's hard for them because they're searching that deal. They mm-hmm. got guys in their programs who they know deserve the same opportunity of those guys that's got the deal. Right. But you're running from me. You're running from me. You won't give my my group an opportunity to be in that because you know once the real camp start right. and the real circuit start, I won't be able to see you. I won't be able to see you. You don't have to play me. Right. So you, so so really you high side. Man. You high side because I don't have to play you if I don't want to. But that is exactly why, and I'm going to say this, and I know we're moving on, that's why the transfer port are so full. Yeah. Because you got all of these guys that play on these big time teams and they're traveling around and they're not, not that, that good. good. You're not that good. You're not that good. Just because you played on a Nike team and you hit six threes in an EYBL game and somebody tells you, oh, you're a power five D1 all of a sudden and you get to that power five D1 and where you end up at? In the transfer portal. In the transfer portal to a lower level. Yes. Then guess what? You go to a lower level school. You go to a mid-major. You're there for one year. Guess where you end up the year after that? In the transfer portal. And then you end up going to another mid-major because they're like, oh, I can fix him. Guess where you end up after that? In the transfer portal. And then you end up playing at some low, some very low major or D2 school to end out your career. Yeah. Or you're in the SWAT. Not yeah. the hating on the SWAT because yeah. I love the SWAT. Right. But you end up on one of those teams. And that when you come to the SWAT, it's like, oh, he's played at Oklahoma. He's played at uh, UTEP. He's played at this. And now he's at back. What does that tell you about? Oh, he played in the Nike EYBL. He was top 100 in the country. What does that tell you about that kid? He wasn't that good. Because he's out there playing mom and pops, and then he has a ooh, a good game on the circuit. All of a sudden, he's a great player because he's playing on a team with really good players at a top 100 for real, and now you get to look good. Yeah. yeah. You get to look good because you don't have to do much. Now you're going to a squad where they're expecting you to bring a lot to the table when you get to college. You get to college, you're unable to do that. You got to be able to do something when you get to college basketball. You either got to be able to shoot the basketball. You got to be able to guard the hell out the ball. You got to be able to be a great teammate. You got to be able to do something. Something. You have to have some sort of special. And, and that goes all the way up to the NBA level. Yeah. And, and even some of these guys that are high school All-Americans, mm-hmm. when they get to the next level, you just realize, man, their game doesn't transfer. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you, just to rewind a little bit, uh, I watched that Arkansas-Duke uh, game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you like this. Y'all know I ain't sure to calling nobody out. The kid Jeremy Roach is not that good. No, man. He's not that good. Uh, I don't even remember him name. The kid number four at Arkansas, left-hand point guard. He's not that good. Mm-hmm. Like, those guys consistently made elementary plays during that tournament, during that game, both of them. Both of them. Got, number four, didn't, uh, here's the thing about number 
I'm going to pull up Arkansas's roster. Pull up Arkansas roster for me real quick because why I talk about it. And here's the thing. Number four, had a, he had some turnovers. I remember he was getting pressured at the pick and roll at one point. He comes off the pick and roll. He's being pressured. You can tell he doesn't handle it well inside small space. Devontae Davis, sophomore, six foot, Jacksonville, Ar- that's him, Devontae Davis. So left-handed. He's coming out of the pick and roll, and you can tell, B, and it's something we and you talk about all the time, being able to handle in small spaces. Yeah, man. Like NBA game, high-level college basketball, pro level at all, oh, any level, G League, overseas, whatever, they play pick-and-roll basketball. Right. And when we say small spaces, you have to be able to handle the basketball in small spaces, meaning in pick-and-roll situations, yeah. mainly, a right. lot of times. But it's a lot of other times when you're getting trapped and pressured and all that type of stuff. However, you got to be able to handle in small spaces. He was unable to handle in small spaces. So when he was coming off pick-and-rolls, he was coming off and he was just throwing the pass to the wing. And Duke just continued to shoot the gap. Shoot the gap, shoot the gap. And they got runouts all night long, which allowed them to open that game up. So it just showed me, guys, you have to have a point guard on a level that's able to handle in soft spaces. And you got these guys playing on power five levels that aren't that good. You got them playing a position that they're not equipped at playing. And like I say, Jeremy Roach was a top 100 kid. But like I said, you probably was on a t- tennis shoe team. Everything around you was division one. Everything around you was playing. So you were able to hide your deficiencies. Right. But shouldn't you be able to do that at Duke? No, because you know why? At Duke, you have to play that specific role that me and you were just talking about. Right. you got to be able to do something right. once you get to the college yeah. level. See, on the AAU level, you, don't, you can do what you do and not look like that bad. You don't not look that bad. Yeah. Once you get to college where it's structured, it's not wide open AAU, and you can just throw it around, and guys are running, winning – no, you got to do something special. And once you get to that level, you can tell the guys who belong and the guys who don't. Well, you know, the, the thing about college basketball back in the day when we played, coaches hated you dribbling the basketball. Oh, yeah. It was one of those things where, hey, man, if you dribble two, three times, man, you need to be letting that basketball go. Now when you look at the game with everything being so spread, it's a point of emphasis for guys to be able to put the ball on the floor, turn the corner, get to the paint, throw the ball to shooters. But what I'm seeing in college basketball right now, you don't have a lot of guys that have a nice handle. Right, that can really get to spots on the floor and make sure they're creating for themselves and others. You know, they just they kind of have a, a thing that they do, and then what they don't do, they just cannot do it. They all. They just cannot do it all, and yeah. it, and it shows up. One, especially once you get on the big stage, it shows up really, really bad. But moving right along, man, I want to tell you about something. Uh, speaking on AAU, I want everybody to understand. Go familiarize. I've said this before. Parents, players, handlers, whoever you are. Go familiarize yourself with the NCAA live period recruiting calendar. Yeah. If you do not know the recruiting calendar dates, AAU coaches, if you do not know this calendar, like the back of your hand, you're stealing money. Yeah. Or if you're even doing it for free and you don't know this, you're doing a disservice to the guys that are on your basketball yeah, team. Yeah, of course. Because you need to familiarize to know when coaches can be out and put their eyes on guys. Not only when they can be out, you need to find the tournaments that are the big-time tournaments that you can get in that coaches are going to be out that you can go play in. You need, to be, you need to be looking for those things. Because if you got high school guys on your team, uh, uh, what if we – Sophomores, juniors, seniors, right? Especially sophomores, you really need to be start trying to get those guys out. Get let them get to a position where 
they can get the eyes on them, understand coach is going to be in the gym, get all that edge off of them right. so they can understand, man, look, yeah, that is Coach K sitting over there. I need to go put on. Right, That right. is Coach Wright sitting over there. I need to go be able to put on. Right. You understand? So you need to put them in that environment and let them understand this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. It's big-time basketball out here. And – well, you got to understand, you walk into a gym, man, and, you know, we all know how the AAU scene is. It's kids walking everywhere. They got the book bags and the slides on. They slid, they laying down. They sitting down. They waiting on the game. You watching the game. One game has a, a packed crowd. Another game, nobody's watching. It goes on and on and on and on and on. But kids need to understand, when you walk in the gym and you see 100 coaches in there, it's 100 coaches in the gym, you got to be able to perform. Yeah. Because that's just like big lights of the state championship. Right. Like that, it is equivalent to that. When you see all of those, it, it can be even for coaches. It can be a shell shock for some, yeah. starstruck for uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like to see there and see Coach K sitting with Coach Capel sitting next to Coach uh, Self. Like I remember one time. Uh, <laughs> the crazy part about it, I remember we were at Peach Jam, uh, John Wall year. Yeah, we were at Peach Jam, and I walked into the bathroom to wash my hands, and standing right there is Bill Self. Talking to Doc Rivers yeah. because Austin was there. Yeah, that's when Austin Rivers, was. and you walk in and he was the head coach of the Boston Celtics yeah, at this Celtics time. At that time, so you uh, he just won a championship coming off, and you walk in and it's Bill Self and uh, Doc Rivers standing there talking. Yeah, like for a kid, for me it was cool, right? But for a kid who is out there playing, and you walk in the gym and it's Doc Rivers and it's Bill Self standing there. Can you perform? Can you can you put on? Can you put on? So, hey, listen, AAU coaches, AAU programs, directors, parents, players, everybody, go familiarize yourself with the recruiting calendar, man, because right now, uh, first live evaluation period B looks like is April, no, uh, yeah, April 22nd. Okay. I'm thinking I'm reading that right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, go familiarize yourself with this calendar, man, because uh, it's going to be very important if you have a uh, college-bound athlete. So, so players, if, if you hear that April 22nd, you got about a month to get yourself in tip-top shape. Actually, oh, first one, April 8th. Uh, yeah, first week. Ooh, April 8th through 10th. Yeah, so, you know, get yourself. You don't have a month. You got two weeks. Two weeks, man. You got two weeks to Prepare make sure your you mind. Got, got yourself together. But, listen, work on your game. Make sure, make sure you're trying to improve on something this summer also. You right. know, do what you do well. But make sure you're adding something to your game. Right. Because you got to understand the final four is next Monday, right? Right. Which is going to be April the – because Friday is the first. Friday is the first. So, so second, that, third, third, fourth. Yep. The fourth. The fourth, third. The following weekend. Yeah, Saturday and Monday. Right. So uh, the following weekend, the coaches following will weekend. be out. Following weekend. They're not even going home from the final four because right. all the coaches going to be at the final four on Monday, right. Saturday and Monday, right. and they're going to head straight out to these tournaments on Thursday. Yes, sir. So be prepared, fellas. And I hope y'all got your coaches. I hope y'all got these boys ready, man. But like I say, man, moving it on, man, uh, <laughs> this is funny. We're going to run through the rest of the show, man. But this is funny to me, Brian. And we talked about this earlier this week, man, and it was hilarious. Uh, we know how social media has turned into – uh, we have a love-hate relationship with social media. Like, we have the love-hate relationship to the point where I'm just going to say, I think Blessed receives a corny. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, but I understand. Yeah, I think it's a method to the madness. It's a method to the madness. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. But it's a lot of things that happen on, air quotes, social media that I think is corny. Yeah. But and that's in the one. grand scheme of things, yeah. it works out. Yeah. So I get it. I, I understand. Uh, But this right here just... Just put the icing on the cake. I just, I, I can't take it. I'm sorry, B. I don't care. I can't take it. We saw on Twitter, 
that a kid put out. <sighs> a kid put out a I'm sitting out the summer announcement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting out the summer announcement on Twitter announcing like, hey, bless to receive an offer from here. Hey, bless to receive an offer from here. Hey, committed here. Hey, signing day here. All of that. Not none of that. I'm good with all. I don't like it, but I'm good with all that. But guess what? What did he say? We have rewound to sitting out announcements. Right. And the sitting out announcement says, uh, after long thought with my family and and um, prayers, a lot of prayers and thought with my family, I have decided to sit out the summer to work on my weaknesses and become better at my game for next season. So this kid has said he is sitting out AAU season, and he's a, he is a junior going into his senior year. This is his 17U year. Oh, my goodness. This is his 17, and he has interest from schools. This is his 17U years, and he is this, this kid is not from Alabama, y'all, so this is somewhere else. But anyway, it's relatable. He's sitting out his 17U AAU season to work on his game with a trainer. Hadn't we talked about this? Yeah, before? man. We talked about these trainers, boy. Who has convinced this boy that it is okay for him to sit out his 17U AAU season to train? Somebody doesn't understand the process. This is scary. But, like, but listen, made an announcement. He announced that he's sitting out. Yeah. He put up a post with a picture and a graph. I'm talking about a graphic. Like yeah, yeah. he had somebody to edit this for him. Yeah, yeah. He got tipped in edits of somebody to edit this for him and put it out there with an announcement that I'm sitting out my AAUs. Man. Who the hell cares? Hey man, trickle down. Man, this is in. This is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. This is some of the crazy. This is one of the craziest situations that I've ever seen. That somebody's putting not only we just got done talking about how important it is to play and how we know of kids who are sitting out to work with trainers. We even got a laugh out of it. We said somebody might be working with the pops. Like, but it's a lot of stuff that happens. But understand, you have to play. We're sitting here talking about the evaluation recruiting calendar. We're sitting here talking about the NCAA tournament. We're talking about recruiting. We're talking about all these things. And you're sitting there telling me you're not gonna play? Man. How hard is it for a high school kid already? But you're not going to play? Boy. He doesn't want to play. That's what it is. The first line of his announcement was, I'm sitting out to work on my weaknesses. Right. Obviously, he has a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he don't want to get exposed. And, and that's what I was going to say. Maybe he's got, maybe he's really high on the radar. I told you he got buzzed. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's really high on the radar and understands if I get out, People are really going to be checking for me this summer. So let me fall in. And let me see if I can work on some of these deficiencies. But but listen, training, training, and, you know, you got to be careful with these trainers that you say you're training with, one. But, man, I think the most important thing with with basketball is playing under that whistle as man, much as yes. possible. Yes, man, you have to do it. Because when you're not playing up under that whistle, man, it's, it's just different. But, no, be back to the, back to that. Damn that. Yeah, Damn man. the whistle. I'm talking about this kid sitting out. Yeah. Because here's what I'm talking to you about. Here's what I'm going to say. You just said it. You're sitting out and not playing, talking about you working with a trainer. You have deficiencies that you don't want to be exposed on the circuit. You know what this is a trickle-down effect of? What? Think to 
I'm going to relate this to college football, all right? I want you to think about this. Relate this to college football and how a team is not going to the uh, play, the college football playoff. They didn't make the four, so they're just playing in a bowl game. Also ran bowl game. And you got a guy who is uh, looking to go to the NFL, and he decides to sit out. Or a guy who is highly touted his sophomore year going into his junior year knowing he's about to go to the league, and I'm going to sit out this year. Because I'm already highly touted, but I got a lot of deficiencies, and I don't want them to be shown. So I'm going to sit out this game. I'm going to sit out this season and then just work on myself and then go to the draft. That's what this sounds like to me. Mm. This sounds like this kid has something in his game that is not very good, and whatever high school level he plays on, he's able to dominate. Mm -hmm. He's able to dominate his level, which puts him at another level. Now when he has to go out there and play with a level that is equal or better than he he wants to sit out. I think this is psychological. I don't think this has nothing to do with him wanting to work with a trainer. Mm. I think he don't want his game to be shown. I mean, listen, at some point your game's going to get shown. But listen, he already be there. You saying he already had opportunity? He already he's already going to make it. So he's going to be one of those kids that's transfer portal, transfer portal. The kid that we're talking about, he gets to a, a Division One school. They find out, oh, he's not that good. He's we're taking that scholarship. Oh, I'm entering a transfer. He's going to make another announcement because he's the announcement king now. He's going to make another announcement. With, with a lot of prayers and thought with my family, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. <laughs> I guarantee that's his next tweet. You're he, killing him right he now. He might be the first kid to transfer before he ever steps on campus. Oh, wow. He's going to sign and enter the transfer portal before he ever gets there. Hey, man, it's, it's funny out there. I, I, I truly believe it, and we're going that route. We're going that route because now we're doing damn sit-out announcements. It's just so many things happening with, with social media. Yeah, man. It's so many things happening. And these kids are eating it right now. Kids, listen, parents, don't be a social media garden tool. Don't do that. Don't be a social media garden tool. Don't let it, don't let it use you. Use it. Right. Use it. All right, man, moving right along, man. Uh, Something else I want to talk about, man. This is the last topic I want to talk about, man, and we're going to get up out of here, B. But I had to talk about this, and it's these. Uh, we always tell you about how how recruiting goes on, man. We talk about recruiting. We've been talking about it in this episode. <sighs> these damn coaches. Yes, man. Y'all know what my pet peeve is when it comes to recruiting and talking to college coaches. Y'all know what my pet peeve is. My pet peeve is who else is recruiting? Yeah. Don't ask me that damn question. Yeah. I don't know who else is recruiting. Matter of fact, I don't give a damn. Who else is recruiting? I don't care. Are you calling me about him? Right. Cool. You're recruiting him. That's all that matters. Ain't that what all that matters? But y'all so scared to get into a bidding war with somebody, or you're so scared to recruit a kid that nobody else wants or that nobody else is recruiting, and you look, you don't, you're so damn dumb out here. Man, I, I think everybody's getting lost in the in the in the process because I had a conversation and um. You know, talking about a college coach and talking about a kid, and then somebody asked me, "Did the coach tell you that about their sophomore guard?" And my response was, "Man, I don't care about their guard. My conversation with the coach was about my guy, right? And that's what I'm talking about, and that's what we're getting involved with. I don't care if it's ten guys there. He can have seven. He can have seven but, small. But forwards. it's the same thing that you're talking about with with the coaches, like." And, and see, that's where the blessed to receive the offer comes in from guys. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, let me lay this piece of information out here. Maybe somebody else will see it. And then, because you'll see a kid that maybe is, is a high-level kid that you know can play. He'll get that first offer. And it comes from 
whoever, whoever, and then the tr- and then next thing you know, it's three and four and five offers right behind that. Right. So what happened between that kid making that announcement and the other five schools saying, "Hey, now we want it." Nothing. That Nothing. one. That one school offering him because they're playing follow the leader. Yeah, man. They're, they're not doing a lot of work. They're not doing any work. <laughs> We've talked about it before, mm-hmm. and that's why I say it's my pet peeve when coaches call my phone. And I'm telling you, I bet a lot of coaches stop calling my phone because of the way I react to it. Yeah. Because I am, I'm not afraid to tell y'all. Know y'all hear me every week. I ain't afraid to tell you what I'm thinking. Right. And when you ask me a dumbass question, I'm a, I'm a straight up tell you that was a dumbass question. Don't ask me that no more. Right. Because my thing is, if you're calling me about this kid, if you like him, recruit him. But that's crazy because these college coaches are also calling kids that they're saying they want to recruit. I was, I, I wasn't even gonna let you go there yet, man. Don't even go there yet. Because we got a story we're going to tell you in a minute that's going to really blow your mind. Yeah. That's why we're talking about this topic. Right. Because they're recruiting backwards. They really are. They're recruiting backwards. But my thing is, when you're talking to somebody about kids, and it's a couple of college coaches out there I respect, because they call me, they ask me about a kid, I gave them my opinion, a couple days later, guess what? An offer. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask me who else was recruiting him. They asked me what I thought about him, and they was like, yo, coach, I like him. I got to have him. Even if I don't even agree with that kid being able to go to that school and play. Right. I'm going to give my opinion about his game because that's why they call me. Right. Even if I don't think that kid is your level, if you're in love with him, he's your level. Right. So guess what? They didn't ask me, hey, coach, who else called you about him? Nope. Nope. I like him. I got to have him. Hey, you need to go after him. I like him too. Offer. Guess what else? committed nothing else happened that's how the game is supposed to work they didn't care about who else was recruiting the kid they didn't care about who else they could possibly get they liked him and if you like a kid go get the damn kid yeah man that's what i don't understand with these college coaches you'll call me a thousand times oh i gotta have him. well throw the damn offer yeah offer him show him you want him calling me ain't gonna do you nothing because i'm telling you i'm not hand delivering Boy, I almost cuss. I ain't hand delivering nothing to nobody. Right. You make your money. Right. You get paid every two weeks or whatever you get paid. You ain't sending me none of that bread. You ain't paying my bills. So why am I finna hand deliver a kid to you? No. You can call me. I'm going to give you my opinion point blank period. End of story. You better recruit him if you want him. Got to recruit him. You got to recruit him if you want him. But B, I'm going to let you get into your story now. Because you hit me up and told me a story. And it almost knocked my socks off. I almost passed out and fainted when I heard. Yeah. Of the recruiting tactics that these coaches are out here doing right now. And we're talking, listen, I'm going to go and put it out. We're talking Division One level. Yeah. These are D1 coaches. We're, all of this that we're talking about has been Division One coaches. Yeah, this is Division One. I had been about. talking about, I talk to JUCOs all the time, and they do the same damn thing. I had right. to put a couple of them in their place. Right. 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 But right now we're talking Division One coaches. Yeah. And how they're going out here and about to recruit kids because I'm going to give you a little backstory before I let Coach go into it. Uh, we didn't send kids to a certain school before, right? We didn't send kids there, and it didn't work out. So whether that be on their end or the kids' end or whatever it is, more so in this particular situation, because we're talking about a particular situation, it was on their fault. So they kind of feel a little something, something about calling us and asking us about some certain things 
because they know we like eh, you ain't doing our last one that good right you ain't do our last one that good like you said you was so why would we be too inclined to send you another one exactly right so tell them what this coach or one of the coaches on the staff decided to do when they trying to recruit this player <laughs> yeah the, the, the coach actually text a player a former player a former player and asked this former player if he knew where a kid was going to school and who was interested and when he asked if he knew where the kid was going to school and if he was interested he said make sure you don't mention our school oh my god make sure you don't mention our school so you are asking this former player of yours that mind you transferred from your school and went somewhere else and went somewhere else but I'm guessing y'all relationship went to the point where you didn't feel uncomfortable with hitting him up and asking him right, this. Right. Right? So you're hitting him up and you're asking him, hey, do you know where this kid is going to school? Kind of asking, can you find out right, for me? Right. But don't let him know that I'm the one asking. Yeah. Because we don't want it to get out that we're recruiting him. Man. Because of a couple of reasons. First of all, we don't know who else is recruiting him. So we don't want to be the first ones out there stepping out talking about we recruiting him because we don't know who else is out there recruiting him. And even if this is somebody else out there recruiting, we don't want to show our hand to let them know that we're recruiting. We kind of want to slide in through the back door and see if we can get him. That's crazy. Let's slide in through the back door and see if we can get him. Then to the other side is I really don't want to call his people because – Oh, you can't call his people. I ain't do his people right last time. You can't call his people. So instead of me calling his people and finding out this information, and then all of a sudden, I really don't, I might not want to recruit him if ain't nobody else. Man, what the hell is going on out here? Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just like college coaches jumping on the phone, talking to a kid that they want to recruit, and one of their questions to that kid is, who else is recruiting you? How? Like, What's the logic behind that? I'm going to tell you, I talked to a coach, and I mini snapped on the coach, right? I ain't go off on him. You know what I'm saying? If y'all know me, when y'all people who know me, when you get into a conversation with me off air, I can have some colorful language inside my conversation, right? That's just how I talk, right? So I was in a conversation with a coach, and, I was, and he asked me that question. And he kind of knows about my Feelings. He listens to the podcast. This yeah. is a college coach that listens yeah. to the I know he listens because he tells me he tells we talk about the things we talk about on the show. So I know that this coach listens to the podcast. And I we I have colorful language when I'm talking to him because we we on the level like that. So he knows how I feel about that question. So he tried to go about it by asking it a different way. And he kind of said, Coach, you serious? Ain't nobody recruited him? Ain't nobody came after him. Ain't nobody offered him. He kind of tried to throw it to me like that. But, boy, don't you know what I do for a living? Yeah. This is what I do. I dissect things. I just told y'all a couple little while ago in this episode, I don't contradict myself. I play devil's advocate on my old points. Right. So I'm always looking at everything from both sides of it. So when you come to me with a question like that, I know what the hell you're asking. Right. Right? So I had to, I had to check them. Like, yo, I told you. I don't know and I don't care. Nobody's recruiting him. Do you want him? Yeah, I want him. Well, damn it, you recruiting him. Right. Send the offer. Right. What else are we saying? You're not finna sit here. And I actually said it and I, it might have slipped out. I don't know how it came across. But I'm like, you're not finna sit here and talk to me till you blew in the face. Right. 
Right. You're not not me. You're not gonna continue to say the same thing. You wasting my damn time. I got work to do. Right. Right. So my thing is, and I'm cool with that coach. Me and him have a great relationship. But he understands. Don't do that. Yeah, man. If you want a kid, recruit the kid. That's all you got to do. Quit, Don't worry quit, about it. Yeah, quit worrying about everybody else. Why are you worried about everybody else? And I'm going to tell you, I've also talked to a college coach, and it's the same college coach in the same conversation. He was just like, Coach, you know, I just ain't trying to get into no recruiting battle with nobody, and I lose because we don't want to lose out to our rival. We know they're recruiting him. We know they want him, and we know we want him, but we don't want to lose out to them. We don't want to lose to them. You're going to lose sometimes. <laughs> You're not going to get every kid you want. Right. That's why you recruit a lot of kids. That's why you go out and do the work and, and, and identify multiple kids that fit your program. Right. Because it's probably – a good chance you're not going to get that kid. Coaches need to build relationships, man. It's confusing to me that coaches think that I'm not only I'm. I've had a I had a D1 coach tell me this. No, no BS. I had a D1 coach tell me this. I don't want to recruit him if I'm going to lose out to them. So I was like, send the offer. I don't want to offer him because if I offer him and he don't come and he goes there, it makes it look like they beat us out on recruit. And they can use that in the future in recruiting. Hey, we got this kid over there. All the kids want to come here over there. So we don't. That's another reason that you don't see offers going out to regular outside the one seventy five. You don't see it because why? They don't want to see being out there saying we offered them and that kid doesn't come here. I t- two Alabama schools were two years ago. Two years ago, two Alabama schools were in a recruiting battle for one of our kids. Mm-hmm. They were hitting us up. Mm-hmm. Hitting us up. Both of the schools, they're in the same conference. Right. Right? D1s. Yeah. Hitting us up. I remember the day of signing. Signing. Yeah. I got a text from one of the coaches at a at the school that he wasn't going to sign to. We hadn't even made the announcement yet. We were just setting up the signing. We had the little table, the hat, the shirt, the zip, all that. Right? We getting ready for that. It was at your crib. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sitting there getting ready for it. And I, hit, I get it. My phone buzzes. And it's a text from the other school saying, oh, uh, we're no longer recruiting him like that. I'm like, what? You've been hitting me up. What do you mean you're no longer recruiting him? We heard that he's going somewhere else, and we don't want to seem as if we've missed out. Right. So do you mind going on social media and saying that we're no longer recruiting him? Hell no, I ain't doing that. Yeah, it's crazy. And they hadn't hit the phone there either. No, nah, they hadn't hit See? the phone. And, and the same not staff is there. They're not building. They're not re- building positive relationships. They're not building positive relationships. But 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 you're still asking questions in a roundabout way. You're asking. Questions. You're still you're still lurking on the pages, lurking, seeing what's going on, lurking. So we know what's going on. Yeah, man, we've talked about y'all lurkers in the past. Continue lurking, man. But yeah, man, we are gonna get up out of here, man. Yeah. We said enough, man. Uh, this was a bonus episode to kick off season four, man. Yes, Hope sir. y'all enjoy it, man. Um. Get ready, man. Go follow the YouTube page, Eyeball Radio YouTube page, man. Go subscribe. Go hit the notification bell so you can get a notification every time we post something. Because not only will we be posting the podcast every Monday at noon, we will also be posting little clips here and there. We're going to cut some stuff up, man. We're going to start doing a lot of things for y'all because now that we're going to have this video and audio for you guys, we're going to start making it very, very interesting. So make sure you go subscribe to the Eyeball Radio YouTube page, man. But other than that, chill, man. Uh, let's get up out of here, man. Go tell them where to find you on social media. Well, you can find me on Twitter at CoachB334. You can find me on Instagram, ChillWheel334. You can find me on my business page, Brian 
Williams underscore no Brian underscore Williams SR on uh, Instagram. You can find me on Eyeball Properties on Instagram. Yes, sir, man. You already know. You can go find me at Eyeball Radio Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk Tees. And you can find me on Twitter at Coach underscore Eyeball for all my personal personal tweets. And of course, you can go find me at Derek Williams on Facebook. And uh, do I got anything else out there? Eyeball Radio YouTube page. I sure do. Go subscribe, man. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell because starting next next Monday at noon, you will get the Eyeball Podcast on YouTube. You'll still be able to get it everywhere you get your podcast. Little I-B-A-L-L Podcast. That's Google. That's Apple. That's Stitcher. That's wherever you get a podcast, man. Spotify. Go listen to Spotify, man. Run them streams up. Run them yeah, up. Run them streams up. So, yeah, man. Go listen to the podcast, man. But until next week on YouTube, be let's holler at them. Move with a purpose. Move with a purpose, man. And y'all already know they call me coach because I teach you how to ball. Until next week, we out. Peace. Peace.